there is this innate fear of rejection that people have oh what if they don't like me or what if it just goes bad and all these what ifs in their head just prevent them from making the first move which is like hi i think people should realize that it's just a numbers game hit it off you hit it off if you don't who the fuck cares they won't remember you you won't remember them mm-hmm. and you leave in like two or three days anyways right, right. a week maybe at the most yeah welcome to low on the go a podcast about all things on the go this podcast will start off mostly in the travel space but i'm definitely not trying to niche down too hard too fast My goal is basically to encourage a life full of energy, exploration, and adventure. And honestly, I want people to feel a little less alone in the world. However, all of this may look in podcast form. I'll be talking about travel, on-the-go recipes, and taking care of your brain. So yeah, that means some mental health shit. And probably more. A little about me, I'm a 20-whatever-year-old who has traveled to just over 20 countries and has lived in four cities. I've learned a ton about the best way to pack for airplanes, how to travel cheaply but still be bougie as fuck, and I've met a lot of people along the way who know a lot more than I do, and thank God they've offered to be on this podcast. I hope you listen and leave feeling inspired and equipped to take risks, chase your dreams, and stay on the go. Until next time, XO Hello, who's this guy with the huge name? Oh my god. <laughs> Say your name, Sam. Samarth Kishnani. It's so pretty. It's so nice. Yeah, and it's like a very heavy name. Gives gives me a presence. True. Like, it's like regal. As if I already don't have one, but yeah. Yeah, Sam, how tall are you? Tall. Six, three. That's like really tall in India. And you have such a personality presence as well, for sure. Sam lights up a room, y'all. Right, right. Today we're actually going to talk about something that's been pretty highly requested, which is how to make friends while you're traveling. So we'll get into that, the sequence of events that leads from initially meeting someone to having friends that that I can confidently say you'll have for um, for a long time. So, Sam, you're from India. You're 28. How many countries have you been to? 28. You're 28 on 28. That's right. Goddamn. Is that a goal? Are you trying to go to the number yeah, of countries? Yeah, yeah. I, I was having this goal before COVID where I wanted to do 25 at 25, but I couldn't because of COVID. After that, I was like, maybe I shouldn't have this goal, you know? Maybe it doesn't matter. And then here I am, where it again matters. What's your next country? Do you have a 29th country before you uh, turn to... Vietnam. Why Vietnam? It's lovely. It's nearby. And also Cambodia, because I want to go to Angkor Wat Temple. It's like the largest temple in the world. And it's really chill. And yeah, I like those places also. So let's talk about how we met, because I think Sam and I, we get along really well, um, but I think we're different when it comes to approaching, like, making friends. So when I started traveling, I was very, like, anxious about talking to people, and um, you get better with practice, but Sam just is so, like, 
positive and chilled out and easy to talk to and just kind of chatting about how we met. Do you want to kick it off, Sam? Yeah, for sure. How we met was I met your bunkmate the day before. And that was because I was skating throughout the day. Then I caught a nap in the evening. And then I missed the pub crawl because <laughs> I slept through it. And uh, I was just, I woke up at 11. I'm like, fuck, I missed the pub crawl. I'm going down to the bar to get a drink anyway. And there was Leo talking his ass off to the bartender. And, <laughs> shout uh, out, Leo. Just, we love shout Leo. Out to Leo, man. What a G. He instantly, like, told me, hey, what are you drinking? And then asked me a couple of personal questions. And then he was like, hey, I'm going out for a joint. And then I was like, hey, can I join you? <laughs> he was like, yes, I was hoping you would ask me that. And we just went out and smoked. Like, I was crouching for weed the whole day. And I couldn't find it. Crouching. <laughs> Makes it seem like you're a little gremlin that's just like, right? a little right? weed, anyone? Like, oh, I need anyone. my weed. But nobody's giving. And this little angel, this little talkative angel just offers me a joint. I'm like, oh, my friend, thanks. God bless Italians. God bless it. And uh, yeah, then we chilled throughout the night. I think we went out, painted the town red, met some other people. And that's pretty much it. The next day I went to this temple. Egypt gifted Spain a temple. Like they were like, here, take this entire temple brick by brick and we'll give it to you. And... uh, Wow, I was just there. I was waiting for two hours. And I was like, fuck, man. Where is Leo? Then I hit him up and he's like, I'm chilling with this girl, my flatmate, and we're going to get kombucha. And I'm like, let's go. I'm going back to this hostel. I want to meet this kombucha person. <laughs> like my whole life has led up to this moment. <laughs> you knew in that instant. I knew for sure I was going to have fun. That's there. And I came back to the hostel, I was chilling. And then we ran into another friend of yours, Emily, Ebony. Ebony! Shout out Ebony. Shout out to Ebony and her killer pocket wine opener keychain. (laughs) Dude, that thing is so clutch. I tried to find one um, in just a little market, but... I looked in like Monaco or Nice or something and it was 25 euros. So I did not buy it. She said she got it for 14 and she said it's the best 14 euros she's ever spent. Right? But when you know that someone bought something for cheaper right. for 14 euros, I, I refuse to pay 25. Um, but anyways, yeah, that's it's like this wine bottle opener contraption, but it's the size of a keychain. It's super tiny and you can take it on an airplane. So... No. Um, and it disassembles into like what looks like a uh, like a health sign with a needle and a double helix around it. Like it looks so fucking cool. I'm gonna find yeah. it on, online and I'll link it in the show notes because it's it's such okay. an iconic contraption. Yeah. So Agreed. we were kind of like stoop children. Where like there was this stoop in front of the hostel with these kind of stairs. And we would all just chill there. We would just sit and hang out and talk to people who passed by. And 
drink yeah. wine and it was lovely it was so warm out too so i feel like that was such a wholesome experience of getting to know people in madrid yeah oh and we stayed at cat hostel which is i would say it's pretty big it might be the biggest hostel i've ever stayed at no i've stayed in bigger hostels but i think it was like a very it had a right mix of like big and chill and a lot of lovely people i remember I definitely think it was the best hostel I've stayed at. But also because previously I've stayed in hostels was with friends of mine. So when you're traveling with already your friends, you get like, you know, not into the hostel vibe as mm. much. That's actually, that's such a good point, Sam. Do you think that traveling by yourself makes it easier to meet people than it would be if you were traveling with a group? Yeah. Otherwise, you'd be finding like two people who you want to talk to so that the two of you can make friends. And then what if the other person is not comfortable? What if you are not comfortable? So it's like more variables affecting if you want to make friends, it'll be more difficult. Yeah. And especially for me, as it comes off, like I'm a really tall, scary dude. Like I have a big lush beard. <laughs> So people like don't always warm up to me easily, right? So, and if I'm if I have like backup, if I have another person, they'll be like not so you know welcoming. So. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what I thought of you when we first met because I remember the moment we met. Yeah, I was with Leo, and I found a health food store because I'd been gorging freaking tapas for the last like two or three weeks. And I needed something to help my gut. And so we were on the way to get tapas. And Leo saw you on the way out and was like, hey, what's up? Like, you guys clearly knew each other. But I was like, this dude seems chill. You were wearing, like, harem pants or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was going to be one of my points on this podcast, like, how to make friends. I was like, just dress casual, wear harem pants. They always work. <laughs> Always work. <laughs> Harem pants just attract like the chillest people. Yeah, it, it attracts hipsters. It attracts people with like-mindedness who you would just who who are open-minded and who would just come up to you and tell you that hey, those are great pants, and that's your conversation which has started. Like, <laughs> it's an icebreaker. I feel like when people travel, they so want to just jump into doing all the activities and making friends and stuff but it starts slowly and it's it starts really simply and it could start with harem pants <laughs> or yeah. i found like kombucha. or kombucha yes finding something you can relate on or like when i when i met leo um because leo was my bunk mate like sam said i just walked into the room and when i first started traveling i had no idea what to ask people, asking them where they were from almost felt like intrusive to me for some reason. But then when I traveled, people asked me where I was from and I was like, oh great, that's that seems like a great place to start. So like yeah. just saying hi and asking them where they're from is a great way to, to kind of kick things off. And then you can see if you've been to each other's country or city and then it, the ball just kind of rolls from there. Like you gain momentum from there. Yeah. And you can gauge the conversation well from right there like if you ask someone where they're from and they just reply united states or india like that means they are not in a talkative mood but if they tell you which city right or which area they are from then suddenly they are more talkative 
they are responding to your question in more words than necessary for you it really doesn't matter where they're from but if they like like at the end of the day i don't i mean yeah it's it's cool where you're from and i i want to know that information but it's like what you follow up with and kind of that's how you gauge the vibe right. if you can, if someone like has takes the effort to continue the conversation and if like you ask someone uh, if you answer okay just the country and they're like where in that place are you from that means they're definitely interested right that means you should just continue with the conversation and it's it will be a good one i bet i love that so that's a good place to kind of jump off from after getting kombucha with leo i came back to the hostel and then i think was that the night that we got indian food or did we do yes. the we we did it that night yes tell us about the indian food sam <laughs> <laughs> do you do you rate the indian food? I, I was, did you like it yeah lauren was like i want to get indian food and the hostel for <laughs> free food and i was like bitch if there's anything more indian than indian food it's free food <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah so we went to this indian restaurant and like 50 feet away from that restaurant i start i smelt like the indian smell the flavors and i was like man this smells like home <laughs> and it had only been two days for to me like outside india and i was like this is too soon to have indian food then <laughs> but i of course it's the best food on the planet i don't give a fuck whoever thinks otherwise because it really <laughs> just messes up your taste buds like it just takes it through a journey of the different possibilities and um other than that i was yeah i was like okay these guys are definitely going to enjoy this uh, but i wasn't sure like what kind of indian food you would like so i went with the most basic like the most popular dishes and they are always a hit like chicken tikka masala and garlic naan fuck that garlic naan was good that was so good we got like eight orders of Yeah. I think more people joined in when they saw us going there. Yeah, I think Ebony had met some people at her hostel and they ended up joining with us. So we had a solid crew. There were how many of us? Like 7 or 8? Yeah, I think so. And Ebony a- herself, she had been to India like thrice and she was ordering like pakoras and this and that. I was like, "Wow. Who is this woman?" Ebony is magnificent. She's a magnificent person. Yeah. Yeah, I think one of the best things or one of the best ways to start making friends is definitely stay at a hostel. There is this innate fear of rejection that people have when like introverted people definitely have this mm-hmm. that oh what if they don't like me or what if it just goes bad and all these what ifs in their head just prevent them from making the first move which is like high right it's a very nice high i think people should realize that it's just a numbers game like you just have to get rid of your fear of rejection you will get rejected rejection is inevitable and yeah you just have to get accustomed to it like look past it cuz how does it even matter you don't know them you you've just met them you're traveling you're in another country If you hit it off you hit it off if you don't who the fuck cares they won't remember you you won't remember them 
and you leave in like two or three days anyways right a week maybe at the most yeah like a few friendships might last longer like you and i have been talking on and off for i think every week mm-hmm. and it's fun right but there are so many friends i've made who i don't talk to anymore yeah there's there's really nothing to lose by saying hi and like if you stay at a big hostel or you go on a pub crawl or something it's inevitable that you'll meet other people and exactly like you said it's a numbers game so if you don't vibe with somebody then you'll vibe with the next person and something that Sam and I talked about before this was like focusing less on like oh my god will this person like me and will I vibe with this person as much as it is like just maintain a sense of openness and you know give people your full attention and like basic things you know that you learn when you're little like smile and just yeah. um, be present and then like other people that are like that you'll automatically gravitate towards them and they'll gravitate towards you or like i believe that at least yeah yeah it was very like automatic like you me and leo became such like close knit <laughs> but we just happened to meet and we just vibe right right and it's it's something that's totally like it honestly it doesn't even have to be something that you relate over like yeah i went to kombucha but like sam's 28 and from india leo's 25 and from the north of italy and i'm 26 and from the united states like what do we have in common <laughs> oh nothing really nothing <laughs> <laughs> except for our love for garlic naan and exploring the world but <laughs> so i think it it has to be something about all of our openness and curiosity and just like being a good person and wanting to have a good time and not being shy like my motto for all of this because again like i tend to i i wouldn't say that i'm shy but i tend to overthink or be like anxious about meeting people and oh my god well i vibe with this person but it's like my motto is don't be shy don't be shy don't be shy cuz you'll mm-hmm. meet people that you vibe with and if it feels easy then that's that's like what i look for is so after we got indian food the next day you and i went on a little thrifting adventure right oh yeah <laughs> we went like you call it vintage shopping and i was like what the fuck why are we shopping for antiques <laughs> you're like no winter shopping means hand clothes like ah yeah so i need a lamp it's so light and portable when here <laughs> and i think from like the day before when we got indian food we were all like drinking and cats has these um it's how how much sangria was in that cup i don't know man it was all mixed with ice and water but it was a lot that that cup was itself i think 5 or 600 ml and it was only like 4 euros yeah happy hour is like 3 euros for a drink i can like get wrecked so then you have a couple of those you start exchanging phone numbers instagrams like you know that's kind of i feel like the next phase of okay we had a chat we vibed maybe we can hang out later and like what sam was saying when he met leo of hey can i join you smoking a joint on the stoop and leo 
like Leo wanted that and Sam wanted that. I would say nine times out of 10, if you invite yourself almost to something or you say like, hey, can I tag along? Like people want that. That's part of traveling. Yeah, for sure. Like back in 2016, I did a lot of couch surfing. And on my, one of my hosts was hosting like 10 people at once. Out of those 10 people, three of them were like Austrians. And to one of them, I was just chatting. This is, this is our first conversation, right? Hey, I'm Samarth. I'm from India. Hey, I'm Fabrizio. I'm from Austria. I'm like, hey, I'm coming to Vienna like next week. And then his the fourth sentence was, oh, if you need a place to stay, you can just come crash at mine. I was like, wow, who is this guy mm-hmm. who's just offered me a place to stay in his house within like four or five sentences? And then I did go and stay with him and those, his two other friends. And they are such nice people. To this day, they are my friends. I went to visit them again in 2019. They hosted me again with two of my friends. This time, when I went to Vienna after Milan, I went again to them. And they are coming to India for my friend's wedding. And just per chance, right? You just happened to meet, I just happened to meet this guy. And within four or five sentences, there was an offer, like, come stay. And it's such a wholesome friendship. Mm. And I really love those people. I didn't know that's how you met them. You met them through couch surfing? Yes. That's so wholesome. Right? I love couch surfing. And you're still connected to this day. That's so good. I think another thing, like, when it comes to you know staying with people in the future and stuff like that if you if you go into meeting people with the intention of like genuinely wanting to get to know people and hear about their story like you make a more genuine connection with that person and they recognize that you're a traveler as well and that they could offer to host and they know that you'll probably offer to host them as well and like i think when we were having indian food and it had just been like maybe not even two hours since we had met. And I asked you, like, who is Lauren Lucan? And you were like so taken aback by this question. You were like, wow, why is he asking me this? That's so cool. And you really wanted to share your story. <laughs> and that's the moment I felt you like uneasing around me. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, Sam, that was such a nice quote. That's such. People don't think about those kinds of questions. I feel like it's always very yes or no based questions. Like, you know, where are you from? Why are you here? Like, how long are you here for? Very like logistical questions. But that was such a poetic question for you to ask me. Like, who who are you? Who do you want to be? Right. Oh, I remember that too. You're such a caring person. I admire you so much and how you interact with people and really care about getting to know them. Yeah, I think I just enjoy talking and sometimes I enjoy listening also. (laughs) 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 On occasion. (laughs) Occasion, yeah. Yeah, like after a few small talk questions, yeah, some, some, like, when do people start feeling more comfortable or more, like, closer to someone is when they are a little bit vulnerable in front of them, right? 
and when do you become vulnerable is when you have to answer tough deep questions about yourself or your decisions or your feelings right and that's what i realized and that's what i like i ask like a tingling question like something and then people people's like character and heart start flowing out then you just take it on from there it's like after you've asked that and answered that you are definitely on a higher like level with them than you were before so true at what point do you find is right or appropriate to start asking those more vulnerable questions really you have to feel it like maybe your couple of hours if you're drinking right definitely if you're drinking then these questions will just come up to you and answers will come up to them that's why drinking is a good icebreaker right that's why people when they go out on dates they go out on drinking so because you're just more open to such questions and the conversations just flow and then i think we went like i was in where was i amsterdam or croatia where i was like i really want to chill with lauren again like that was so good it would like i had no plan we were the no plan gang fuck yeah <laughs> yeah no plan gang gang i think my perspective has changed now towards traveling where it's less about the journey or destination and it's more about the company right people say it's not about the destination it's about the journey and yes at at some point i agree with that but i think what more than the journey it's about the company during the journey true and i was like i was meeting so many of my friends in amsterdam in portugal in croatia and in vienna and i was like i had like 10 days or 7 days in between where although i have solo traveled but this time i wanted to be like oh i just want to vibe with someone for a long time Oh, I was like, "Hey, Lau Lau, what's happening?" Lau, wow. So, how how do you determine the people that you want to stay in touch with? Given you just you churn through so many people when you're traveling for you know a, a longer period of time. You don't have to like put an effort to know this. You just know it. You just know it. Like, of course, like if you meet five people, you would know which one you prefer, right? it's not like rocket science it's it's like more feelings i love that that's so it's great. not a calculated decision at all you just flow with it yeah flow with love that's pretty much it like you talk to someone you go up where are you from or like you compliment them like hey your shoes look so good or like your beard it's so lush <laughs> True compliments. People love compliments. That's a great yeah. way to get things. Especially, I feel like between girls, I always will compliment somebody's dress or say that like a color looks really cute on them or that their dress is, you know, really beautiful. And then, and then you ask where they're from. Yeah. And it's like about eye contact. If you make eye contact with them, and it stays for like half a second to one second, then yeah, go for it. Totally. eye contact body language facing your body for the person yeah and just just a general piece of advice just learn how to dance and if you go to a club 
and you're the one dancing and vibing, people will just join you and want to be your friend. I've realized this until I found out, like I found out recently that I can dance and boy, can I dance? Like I went to Thailand in Fifi, like people in the island knew that I was the guy who was dancing. You like made your presence known. Yeah. yeah. And like the next day I'm going on a boat party and three girls just are pointing at me and like, oh, this is the guy who's dancing. I'm like, who the fuck are you? I don't know you. (laughs) (laughs) It's always a terrific way to vibe with people because everybody's drunk and they go to clubs and you feel like moving. So move well. I feel like a general theme of all of what we've been talking about is staying in your body, like feeling interested and dancing and all of this is very like physical kinds of of things when you dance do you like to dance by yourself or do you like to dance with other people anyway like i can dance by myself and with other people but yeah when i'm dancing i'm only thinking about dancing i'm not thinking about like you know i want to dance with this person or i want to sleep with them later that i don't let that come because then it interferes with your dancing Ah, true. Goes back to intention. And the peop- everybody loves the dude that shamelessly just right? starts to twerk or dance. And then you know that the other people that come up and dance with you are also fun as fuck. The ones that aren't on their phones. They're just vibing and they're there and like feeling out the music and they interact with you. Yeah. But thank you for being that catalyst because that takes some cojones. That's true. But again, it's a numbers game. Like, if I fail, who the fuck will remember? So I think this is my whole, not just making friends, this is my general philosophy in in general, in my life. Like, what could go wrong? That's it. I just keep, in, in like, subconsciously I ask myself what could go wrong and I just do things. And I think that's just a different way of phrasing, like, what could go right? 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 Like, focus so much on oh my god this thing could go wrong or I could be rejected or I might not vibe with this person and oh my gosh then I failed as a traveler or whatever but it's like what what are the things that could go right if I do this and it sticks yeah it's like you're making an investment let's say you put in a hundred dollars right the the worst that could happen is that thing goes to zero true the best that could happen is that that can go to thousand or ten thousand mm. like so the upside is usually always more than the downside true and would you say that when it comes to making friends while traveling in a situation like this where you're putting in a hundred dollars or you're putting in a hello where are you from like it gets better with practice and your tolerance kind of increases for maybe not vibing with someone. Yeah, for sure. It's weirdly like a skill to put yourself out there and um, continue to meet people. I feel like when I'm talking about these things, I'm coming to more and more realizations. Like I've sometimes I've just felt these things and I've said it, but now that I'm saying them out loud, I feel like, wow, am I so profound or what? <laughs> it's not that time when you asked me, like, what is your favorite thing about yourself? I was like, I surprised myself on how smart I am. <laughs> Sam's referring to the 
birthday, we hung out and we went vintage shopping, but not for lamps. Um, we had this really profound conversation. One of my favorite my travels, to be honest. And we were eating this, what was it, like a donut? Like a Biscoff Lotus, donut? Lotus Biscoff cinnamon roll. <laughs> it was like a cinnamon of Biscoff. We saw it in a window in Madrid and it was just a moment of weakness. <laughs> still regret it. It's still <laughs> lying on my hip somewhere. So if you see Sam's love handles, it's because of this Biscoff. Uh, <laughs> okay anyways though so we we split this cinnamon roll and we found this park in madrid and it was the only seat where there was shade because it was so hot in madrid at that time but we had this super profound conversation about life and adhd and you start to talk about the things that you have in common even though you come from completely different places and there were certain things that i picked up about sam and really admired like everything that you've heard on this podcast episode super open super chilled out grounded unafraid to meet people really beautiful intentions and reasons for wanting to get to know people and just like a genuine interest so I grew curious about what Sam's favorite part of himself was and like that's that's kind of more of a vulnerable question for me to ask him and for him to answer and then yeah that just opens up into like other chats man and then we we freaking we wrapped up madrid sam went to porto we all exchanged information did we talk about meeting up at leo's place or was that just like uh eh, we know we'll see each other again in this life no no uh like while saying goodbye i didn't get to say goodbye to you because you were out somewhere and i was in a hurry and we were like hey we'll meet this is not goodbye that's why we didn't say goodbye something i firmly believe in is like if you have a quick goodbye or if you are unable to say goodbye in my experience because this has actually happened to me um with my friend reese and also with sam shout out reese if you like don't say goodbye for me i'm like the universe is conspiring for you guys to come back together and you know that like you know intuitively that you'll see each other again so yeah we totally didn't say goodbye because i was out somewhere but a few weeks later we met up in Verona. Yeah. <laughs> how how serendipitous. But we came from like opposite sides. So Sam, you flew from, did you fly from Lisbon or from uh, Portugal no, to no, Croatia? No. I came, I went to Croatia. Then I took a bus to Slovenia. Then I took a bus to Venice, to Padua, where Leo was. And then the next day, we came to pick you up in Verona. It was, like, the best feeling in the world. I still remember seeing you, and we, like, ran towards each other. We, we like, hugged, hugged for, like, a minute. And then instantly we realized, no, that was not enough. We did it again. <laughs> we did. <laughs> it's so, like, when you're, when you're traveling somewhere every few days and you don't know people, and then, like, you you end up coming back around and meeting up with someone that you do know it like it doesn't even matter each other for like two or three days in madrid you see someone that's familiar and that you connected with and it just feels like home yeah it does it's so nice so like i found that the beginning of my travels were probably the hardest because everything was new and everybody was new and there was nobody that i could really like 
nobody that felt like home because you leave home and then you go to this like vast unknown and then you meet people and then when you meet up with them again it starts to feel good again yeah i think the first few days are always a little depressing because you're like tired from traveling and then there's like you don't know what to do like now we're here now what and you just take two days to like rest and drink or just go for a pub crawl i think that was on your first night yes exactly that's something that i wrote about recently i like journaled about is if you don't know where to like start with your trip book the party hostel even if you're not a partier the party hostels and the pub crawls and stuff they attract people that are going to be just outgoing so if you're a shy person but you want to get to know people just yeah. dive dive right the heck in exactly yeah i went on that pub crawl twice because it was just so much fun dude that pub crawl madrid at cats was top top tier yeah i saw you with your fucking crazy glasses you had red glasses that looked like lips i was like <laughs> oh my god just just take me away out of all the things that i pack it's like okay you only have a 50 liter backpack another backpack but it is absolutely essential for me to bring these fun glasses <laughs> because they're such a vibe right they are like they always work they're like harem pants for you true that's such a good point if you're leaning on like should i express myself and kind of put myself out there as far as fashion in while i'm traveling the answer is yes do it yeah. wear the harem pants wear the the wacky sunglasses because yeah, it like spanish like, shoes doesn't matter so yeah we ended up meeting up in verona it was great to see the boys again when it hung out with leo's parents yeah, and then what did we do pasta and then we went to milan and saw the formula 1 race i would not go watch an f1 race again what why it was fun and it was only fun because you were there because, but i could not even see the cars like you can i could see them because i was tall but i couldn't see them for more than half a second because they were so fast it's like unreasonably expensive and the the fucking uh, like the public transport for monza was like shit it was garbage but hey saw an f1 race walked on the track and shit dude my feet hurt so badly after that day but everybody said it was a logistical nightmare that usually formula 1 races are way more organized so i honestly think that this was a fluke i don't think that all formula 1 races are this logistically horrible yeah even on tv i don't watch it and i only went for that i was like it it's nearby uh it's a good chance doesn't happen all the time ein fuck let's go ein fuck ein fuck that's our motto our life motto that yeah that it means simple or cool in german and to replace like yolo or pocket or <laughs> cool or whatever right it's like a whole vibe because i really don't understand what it means and don't speak that language so i can pretend that it means whatever i want it to mean <laughs> we're totally pronouncing it wrong too i asked him i was like i was like my friend sam and i live by the the life philosophy if i'm fuck and she's like what <laughs> i guess it's pronounced like einfach 
It's pronounced einfach. Yes. <laughs> Anytime Sam and I didn't know like what we should do next, or like, should we get a gelato? Should we, should we try and sneak to the front of the line to get back to Milan from Monza? I I can picture it in my mind. Sam looking at me and saying, "Einfach, bro." <laughs> You say, I'm fuck, you say I'm fuck, you just shrug your shoulders and everybody just gets it. Like, fine. Like, <laughs> true. I'm fuck survive. It's a way of life. Right. I loved that motto. So after Monza, we went back to Milan, had our lovely day biking and rollerblading. But we kind of like vibed on our own a little bit in Milan. And like yeah, that, on, that's like, okay on, too. For sure. On that day, the first half, we were like chilling alone. And the second half, like I saw that you didn't, you were not in the good mood to chill or to entertain anyone. And yeah, since I noticed that you were in that mood, I was like, hey, I need, if you need to get out of this, you need to get out. Convinced you to leave. I didn't feel like it. I did not want to. But then Sam... Sam rollerblades and he rollerblades at like an Olympic level <laughs> straps a speaker to his backpack and we just jammed around Milan and he was rollerblading and I was biking and then we got pigeons <laughs> attacked all us. over us all over us all like over frightening us. pigeons <laughs> Pigeons that are not scared, who will like poke your eyes if you piss them off. That shit. For, no, for real. Like if, if we were to put one of those little corn things on our eyeballs, they would without fail scratch your eyes out. <laughs> so nasty. But, but that was such a lovely day. I think it was one of the best days of the trip where it started off on a like a bland note, on a meh note. Even I was feeling like... Uh, tired uh what should i do should i stay in the hostel and then you were not feeling up to it then i was like i just need to get out of here go on a stupid hike for my stupid mental health and <laughs> i did that yeah that was honestly one of my favorite days as well and like i think it comes down to not thinking about it so much and just going on a walk because you'll always feel better thank you for being that person that gets people out of their their funk and is like you know what I'm fuck. I'm gonna go and explore this city because I'm here to travel. I'm not here to stay at the hostel. And then we had an early ass flight to Vienna, and we had another really short goodbye. But now I might be going to visit Sam in, in the India. mystical land of India. Yeah, I'm so excited. It's gonna be the best. I wasn't even originally planning on going east. I was gonna go back to the Americas, and then Sam was like. Lauren, come to India. I have friends that are getting married and holy festival is happening. And the best time is to come in like December and January. So you should come now. So I'm like, I'm fuck. I'm fuck. Let's go. <laughs> Do you have any final thoughts, Sam, before we, before I let you go? I'm fuck, guys. Chill out, like make friends. Travel, travel is the best education because you get to know so many different ways and perspectives and just einfach to travel just make friends it's fine it doesn't matter if you do doesn't matter if you don't do if you want to do this just go out and do it 
don't be afraid because that fear is of no use it only demotivates you true true i love that well thank you for being on this episode sam i really appreciate all everything that you've shared and i'm so glad that we met i am too this is this was so serendipitous and it just happened like and it was so good i look back at it with a lot of fondness so do i two months ago that's so crazy it feels like Part i don't know we've known each other for a long time right do you have like an instagram or something that you want people to follow yeah it's uh, at sammy do vami sam the wham i will include it in the show notes Anyway. I will talk to you soon, Mr. Local um, Worldwide. Samarth Krishnani signing off. <laughs>